Father, we are thankful for Cliff right now. Just uh, minister your word through him. We thank you that our eyes and ears are open to your word, that we receive the message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. Appreciate it. Kingdom kids, you guys can head upstairs to your classes. All the older guys, kids, you guys can stay down here since we're in. Um, if you guys want to come up front so I can keep an eye on you, you guys can do that too. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, we have a smaller group today. I kind of figured with the, the, the season it is and, you know, everybody's not feeling good. I bet you everybody here probably knows somebody who's not feeling good. You know, it was a, I took a, I brought, I took Cadence, my middle daughter, to the walk-in last week. She had a couple little issues I wanted to get checked out real quick. And I, I walk in, and the nurses at the at the, the register just shook their head at me like this. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And they're like, you don't want to be here. I'm like, I don't. And I kind of peeked around the corner, and it kind of looked like the zombie apocalypse around the corner. I'm like, holy smokes. I grabbed the kids, and I ran right out the door. I said, I'll take it myself. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know. So I, yeah, I was getting pretty bad. So, uh, you know, I know uh, Pastor Gary and Michelle weren't feeling the, uh, the best. So um, let's, let's, let's pray for all these people that we know that we're sick. So whoever they are, you know, their family members, things like that. Let's lift them all up before the Lord and... Uh, the Lord is, he can fix any sickness, right? Father God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, you are our Savior. You are our healer, Father God. And Lord, we, every single one of us has somebody we know that's uh, sick today, Father God, is not feeling well, really weak feeling, Lord God. So we ask you, Lord, through the Holy Spirit, we'll go in and he'll bring your healing power upon each one of these people, Father God, that you will restore their health, restore their beings, Father God, that you will um, kill off the virus, kill off the sicknesses that's going around this town, Father God. We ask you, Lord, just to deliver us from that, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, that your kingdom will be manifest, Lord, and your name will be glorified, Father God. So we receive that gift of healing for our friends and our families and for our pastors right now in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you and praise you. We all say, amen. Amen. All right. We're going to get started here. I'm I'm not sure how long I'll last so you guys just bear with me. It might be quick, it might be long, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what makes it fun, right? Because you just don't know what's going to happen next. That's the excitement of all of it, you know? All right. Basically, you know, I wanted to continue sharing just one more Sunday on the Christmas theme before we all disperse and get back to our busy lives and all the other stuff that we got going on. I wanted to share a couple small things on Christmas and the meaning of Christmas that we might not normally think of. And maybe if I share this, we might remember throughout the rest of the year what Christmas really is and what it should be to all of us. All right? So, you know, and we all have, if you look back... We all have Christmas stories, right? Some good, some bad. Because it's the time of year, you know, the rush. The rush is on. You know, some people love the action of the rush. They love the, the pushing through the crowds at the store. I can't, I can't do that. And, uh, you know, all these other things. I had a story this year. Uh, you know, I got the new house, got the new job, you know. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, for testimonies, you know, back in May, we had, was it May when we had our men's fraternity outing? 
Was it May that we were out there? Yeah. And we and I, I was really had the guys pray for me. I really needed to get a full time job. And I really wanted to, needed to get a house for the family and things like that, right? So the guys all prayed over me. They said, Lord, we just call this thing into existence, this house, this job, you know. And then in, in July, I got the full-time job at the air base. And then in uh, November, the Lord blesses us with a house. Just like dominoes, just like how the Lord does it, you know. And it's all through the Lord. And, and you know, it's really frustrating times. But when you look back, you can see how God did it. You didn't see it. You don't even see it coming most of the time. But you know that the Word says that He is faithful. So I, I am trying to learn to stay God is faithful, no matter what I'm seeing, and to remember and tell myself, remember last time, God is faithful, right? He's always faithful. So in the midst of the, the busy season and things like that, we needed a tree. You know, I wanted to get a Christmas tree again, you know, this year. And I didn't know, a couple of the spots I normally go to didn't have them this year. And there was that one spot right by Walmart that had all the trees leaning up the thing. I said, ah, I'll get them right there. You know, I thought about, you know, uh, uh, I drove down some state land. There's some really nice looking Christmas trees in the state land. And I thought, well, my buddy old Bill would not be happy with me if I swiped one of these. But that's all I didn't do. I did the right thing, you know. <laughs> but uh, so I took Alyssa. I said, Alyssa, let's go get a tree. So we ran down there and looking for the guy. All the lights are off. There's a couple little Christmas lights. I can hardly see, so I sold my truck lights onto the trees. I waited for this guy to show up. To, you know, wherever he was, I said, where is this guy? I thought maybe he was in one of those truck trailers or something like that. So I'm kind of looking around those. Nobody around. About 10 minutes later, this guy comes running up from one of those back buildings, and he comes running up. I'm like, oh, there you are. I says, I need a tree. And I said, what can I get for... I said, I've seen the prices. I said, I, had, I have $25, which I can't believe a tree costs 25 bucks. I was like, oh. I was like, what can I get for 25 bucks? He's like, well, he pulls out this little teeny scrub about that big. <laughs> and, and Alyssa just looks at it, and she goes right in front of him. She goes, no! <laughs> and and I, 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 I didn't have to say anything after that. He looks over at Lissa and he goes, well, which one do you want? And Lissa runs down the line. She picks this eight-footer. She goes, this one right here. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I didn't say a word. I was just, I was just watching it all go down, you know. And go, you, she, he done picked the wrong person to mess with. You know, and he's looking at it and he said, you know, this tree does have a bald spot on that backside. You know what? I'll give it to you for 25 bucks. I'm sitting there, really? And Lissa's, yes, right in front of him. And so we, we loaded it up, and, uh, and we headed home with our Christmas tree. You know, so uh, it was fun to see uh, the guy work through a little. This is a little salesman. She was just throwing a pitch, and I'm like, wow. I didn't say nothing. All I did was give the guy money and load it in the truck. She did all the talking. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, you know. So, so we always have, we all, we'll, you know, we'll all have those stories of Christmas past that we'll, that we'll remember certain things, you know, um, the, the, the highlights, you know, uh, and how special Christmas can be. Uh, one last story before we get started. Um, when I was in Iraq, coming home, it was getting close to green Christmas. And we, halt, we, we flew into, from Iraq, we flew into Kuwait, where we staged for, it's called a cool-down period. So they let you sit for like a week and a half to let yourself cool down from 
they say, you know, like all the, if, you're, if you've been through all the action and stuff like that, they, they don't want you freaking out when you get into the States, you know. So we, and, and so, but it's really boring because you sit in this tent and, you, you know, it's just like you pace around. You're just like, hey, hey it's all over. I just want to go home. Just, you know, they, you got all these mandatory briefs and stuff like that you got to go to to get yourself, you know, reacclimated to civilian life. So, so the guys and, you know, myself, you're, you're kind of feeling kind of down. You're kind of, you're, you're coming out of the, you know, being important. Now you're going back to, well, I got nothing I'm going back to. You know, our families are there waiting for us. We just want to go home and rest because everybody's pretty tired by the time a year is over of running around, you know. And it's Christmas time. And uh, so everybody was thinking about Christmas. You know, I'm in, and I'm in with a whole bunch of infantry guys, supposed to be hardcore, tough, steely-eyed killers, you know. And, you know, next thing I know, I hear the guys talking. And they're hauling over. If you guys, if anybody's been in a service, you know what a, you know, our cots look like that we sleep on. So they pull all these cots out here, and they start getting their 550 cord up, and they start tying them all together. They start making bleachers, like four, three, four high. Next thing you know, they they set one up there in the front, and with one little 17-inch laptop, they set up. And the guy said, "Let's let's watch some Christmas movies. Little simple, old, little traditional Christmas movies." This whole platoon of infantry guys stacked up on those bleachers so they could remember what home was like and remember their families and what Christmas really was. And we all sat there and watched Christmas stories together. I'll always remember that, that all these big, tough, burly, tough dudes sitting there watching Christmas stories on a 17-inch laptop waiting to go home. Christmas is a special time. But Christmas should take us throughout the year. It shouldn't be just a, year, a day or two or a week or two or a month of our lives that we finally come back around and we start remembering what Christmas is about. It should be lasting effect on us that carries us through the whole year. It's a great opportunity for us to share the gospel. So I want to start off really quick. I want to start off in Luke chapter 2. <clears throat> So we'll start in verse 8. Sometimes we read these things so many times, that, or we hear it so much, that we forget to look at what's the worth that's really there in the passage. You know, we hear it all the time, and so we, we kind of blot it out as we read it. But I want you to listen. I want you to listen and, and think back if you were actually there at this moment. Okay? That night there, was, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angels assured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I will bring you, I'm bringing you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by, the, by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped and snuggled in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. 
Suddenly the angels were surrounded by a vast host of others, the armies of heavens praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Let's just stop for a second. Picture yourself being there, seeing the armies of heaven heaven appearing above you, shouting their glories and praises that the Savior, the King, the Messiah, had been born. Something that had been talked about for hundreds and hundreds of years. And all your grandparents, all the stories you ever heard ever since you were small, you always heard about the story of this so-called Messiah, the Lord, that would save you from your sins, that would be the king. You heard about it all your life. And then all of a sudden, right before you, it's being proclaimed. It's kind of strange that the angels picked the shepherds to tell. There God is trying to, setting us up that his ways aren't our ways, because you think he would announce it to the kings, to the important people. But no, he, he decided the first people that were told was his group of shepherds. Guarding their flocks. And I was in Afghanistan, and I saw what the shepherds were really like. We drive through these flatlands, going on missions, and you could drive for a couple hours of these straight prairie lands, and there was people... Um, every so every during the months, people would come from other mountainous countries. There's no borders when it comes to the northern parts of Afghanistan. They they don't recognize borders, so they just kind of migrate through, just like the Old Testament says they did. They still do it to this day. And you'll be driving for a couple hours, and there's not a single vehicle or any sign of actual civilization. But all you see are these little tents and a shepherd and a few hundred sheep. I remember seeing um, a little five-year-old boys. I don't. I, I really to this day I don't know how they could take care of themselves, but they are out there, out in the out in the mountains, all by themselves. One boy at a time, and he'd be taking a couple hundred sheep, little people like this, with a staff, and they're out there for days all by themselves. That was the life of a shepherd, and they're still doing it to this day. Those are the people that the angels chose to announce the kingdom first to. The very first Christmas present was getting ready to be given. And I always remember that when I hear these stories, you know, as I've gotten older, I started to cherish the Christmas season and things more, especially when you start having kids and things like that. You start thinking about it more often. But how well, this is, this, is, this is great. This is awesome. And I get the privilege of reading about this first experience that people got to have of the first Christmas. Do you know, let's go jump up to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, All right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and will be called, and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Isaiah chapter 7, 
roughly 700 years before Christ. Jump over to Isaiah chapter 9. Starting verse 1. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and, and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zubalin and Nephtal will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future where, when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light it will shine. You will enlarge the, the nation of Israel, and his people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, and like the warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery, and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the armies of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniform bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end, and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. What do you think about that? 700 years before it even happened, and he's sitting there and he's preaching it out to the people. And then those shepherds, those stories, you think maybe some of those things might start coming back through their mind? The Messiah, the King is being born. That had to have been something to be there. Just it just makes me like wow that had been so cool. The seeing these fulfillments starting to happen, that excitement that had to been in the air. The angels were feeling it. They were just you know it says the armies of heaven, the legions of heaven there across the sky. They knew what was happening. It's an exciting time. I want us to take this opportunity to to really reflect back on our own Christmases. You know, and each one of us had a time, if if you're a follower of the Lord, where Jesus became your Lord and your Savior, and usually it's around that time when that that first Christmas usually means a lot. Because, wow, all of a sudden now you you know the Lord. It says in 1 Peter uh, 1, 10-12, that the prophets of old... Long to see what you see today. And so often we just throw, it's just another holiday. We get so caught up in the stuff of the world, good stuff and bad, that we forget all about the really the genuineness of what it really is. The prophets, the whole Old Testament, these people that you read about back in these days, back here, longed to see what you see today. They longed to see it. They longed to have Christmas. But they couldn't, they, you know, they, so they waited. They waited. They knew the promise was coming. They knew that someday 
people were going to have a Christmas that Christ would come. So I want us to remember that, to cherish these times, and to thank the Lord for his promises, that his are a yes and amen. They do come to pass. When God says something, he does it. Right? And it's really easy for us just to jump into the, the normal things and say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Isn't it? Don't want to be that don't want to be that person. I don't want to cause any friction. I'm just gonna say happy holidays. And we so easily forget the importance of what Christmas really is. Turn over to Galatians chapter five. You ever see the you ever see people, you know, you get your Christmas tree all set up and all the presents are all up underneath it. And this this is what my daughter did this this year, and she's done it years past. The kids always do it. I think I probably did it. There was this one great big present in the back corner. She pushed through all these other presents and it had her name on it. This is mine. You know. All the kids run for the biggest one. And I was thinking about that. I thought that was kind of funny. Yep, I, I kind of knew it. You kind of set it up because you know what's going to happen because it's kind of fun to watch. It's, just, it's like you know, a football pl- team of football players just pushing through everything to get to that big present. <laughs> and then it, they, get so, you know, they get so enthralled in this one great big present that you actually had to pull them away from it. Hey, hey, look. Look at all these, look at all these other ones. They have your name on it. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't even notice these other gifts. Well, the Lord kind of started speaking to me about that. He says, you know, we do the same thing. You know, we have this great big gift called salvation that God gives us. And so we plow into it. Yeah, this is great. We got salvation. And we grab a hold of it and we're, we're hanging on to it. We're like, yeah, thank you, Lord. But then there's all these other gifts that kind of go with it. You know how sometimes... We wrap a present, but we can't fit them all with one, so we wrap the other ones and we set them all around it that go with this big gift. And the Lord is like, you know, a lot of times you forget about these other gifts that I've given you, and they're all still laying under the tree. And I'm like, I said, yeah, I guess you're right. I do forget about these other gifts a lot of times, and uh, I, maybe possibly there's some I haven't unwrapped yet. So I started looking into it. So let's go through some of these things, other gifts that God has given us that are under our trees. You know our tree? Who is our the tree? The tree of life, right? Is Jesus, right? So that tree represents, represents Jesus. He is our tree of life. And under that tree of life are the gifts that God's given us. Let me get to it here. Yeah, Galatians chapter 5, we'll start in uh, verse 22. Verse 22 says, The Holy Spirit produces these kinds of fruits in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those are gifts that come from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a gift. And I'm only going to tell you a few of these things. Maybe you guys can help me out with some of the other gifts that there, are, that there is. Right? Those are gifts. If you go to First uh, Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 12, Chapter 12, verses 7 through 11 there. It says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we, can, so we can help each other. No one person, to one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another the same Spirit gives a message of, of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and, and to some, someone else one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and to another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown tongue, languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who dis- distributes all these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should have. Look at all these gifts that the Holy Spirit has under our tree. But so often we have pushed through and we forgot about all these other gifts that God has for us waiting for us under the trees. And we've got to unwrap. What are some other gifts that, that you guys can recall from the word that our gifts that the Holy Spirit that God's given us. There's a, there's multitudes more. Thanks. The ministry gifts, right? What else? There's lots of them there. Gift of mercy. Good job. Yep. Gift of peace. Grace. Gift of love. That's right. Look at all those gifts. The Bible says God is our provider. The gift of provision. That's right. The list goes on and on and on. Of all these, all these gifts that God has placed under that tree, and it all comes through that gift of salvation, that great big gift that we all saw, that we ran after, and all these other gifts came along with it. They're all part of that big gift. So I want to encourage you guys today, if you have not partaken in these other small gifts that God has placed under your tree, I encourage you to take the time and unwrap those things and thank the Lord for those things and get them working in your life. God's given us those things so we can push through this time here on earth so we can help each other so we can stay strong and so that we can bring forth God's kingdom, his will upon the places that we go to, our workplaces, our schools, our, our families, so they can see 
their big gift that's sitting under the tree. That's the ultimate thing, right? God wants all of them. To, that he would love for everybody to receive that really big gift that's back there, that gift of salvation. You know, and uh, that's funny. The Lord kind of spoke to me. He says, you know, you know, every Christmas, I was just telling Andy before, I'm a master at putting things together because the kids are running this stuff to me. So I got my drill, my knife, everything's laying there. I don't get to open my stuff because I got to put other people's stuff together, you know. And uh, it's always kind of fun. I don't know if it's a guy thing, but usually I try putting it together before I read the instructions. Then I usually have there's so many pieces. I'm like, what the heck is this for? And I already have it together. What's this? Then I'm like, ah, oh, I got to go and read the directions, you know. And so we have all these gifts that are under our tree that God has given us, that we, the things that we just learned, that gift of salvation. But I encourage you to take your instruction manual right here and go ahead and read it and learn it. Learn how to use those gifts. Learn how to put them together the right way in your life so they'll work properly. And don't like be like me after I put it all together and I realize I'm missing pieces still sitting in my lap where I had to go take it all apart again. All right, we're going to get ready to wrap things up here. All right, go to John chapter 4. You guys getting what I'm trying to say today? John chapter 4, verse 35. So you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest? But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are ready ripe. The harvest, the harvest is ready to be harvested. So ultimately, all this comes on the one thing. These gifts and things that God's given us in, in Christmas is trying to equip us so we go out and harvest. That we bring something to everybody else that we have. In uh, Matthew 10, 18, it says, Freely you've received, go out and freely give. Isn't that what the, the Christmas spirit is all about, isn't it? Freely you've received all this stuff, all these things, all these great things for your life. And the Lord said, please, the harvest is great. It's white for harvest. Go out and freely give. So that's what I want to close with today. And when you leave that in your heart, let that burn inside your heart, that we all have that gift of life to share with people around us. Let's not fall in that rut to forget about until next December. We're like, oh yeah, it's Christmas season again. And you remember all the people that you had a chance with through the time to maybe minister with or share the light of Jesus with. Let's keep that on, our, on the tips of our brains to remember why we're really here as we're passing through. So that these other people around us can have a good Christmas next year. All right. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for 
this opportunity, Lord, to share forth your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that your kingdom will come, your will will be done. Father God, and all these people here, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will give us boldness, Lord, and I pray that you will help us remember the meaning of Christmas, that that will live free in our hearts all through the year, Father God. Lord, that we will latch on to those gifts, the other gifts that you've given us, Lord. I pray that that we will open them up, Lord, and receive those things. And Father, I pray, Lord, for your blessings upon everybody here, Father God. I pray, Lord, um, for uh, situations, Lord. I know that there's things going on, Lord. I pray that you, Lord, will just uh, encourage these people, Father God. Through these times, Lord God, that you will show your faithfulness to them, Lord. And, Lord, that they will just stand fast and hold on to you in Jesus' name. So, Father, we just thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your favor. And, Lord, I think um, your kingdom come upon everybody here in Jesus' name. We all said, amen. And when, uh, we do have some fellowship down the lower level. So if you guys are wanting to stick around and have some coffee and fellowship, you guys are welcome to it. But other than that, God bless you. If you have a special prayer or if you want to... Open up that gift of salvation. If you haven't done that yet, I'm here to pray with you if you want to come up and and do that. Blessings.